Hi, my name is Chris Atkinson. I'm the pastor of Pinewoods Chapel, and you are on Conversations with Chris. It's a Thursday morning at 11 a.m. conversation that we have about different topics. In the month of January, we are talking about anxiety. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking uh, about anxiety in different ways and how to deal with it, uh, how to be encouraged by it, showing people in the scriptures that actually struggled with anxiety. And so if you're in that place of struggling with anxiety, know that you're in good company. I have gone through that too. I've struggled with anxiety in a number of um, different situations and uh, have gone to the scriptures and my faith has actually carried me through those places of anxiety. And uh, I just want to share some of these things with uh, you. So if you've got questions anywhere along the way, just type them in. We'll try and answer them. If we don't answer them in this session, we may answer them in the next session. Or I, you may just get a personal email from me and I'll answer them directly to you or, or a private message on uh, whatever platform this is viewing on. So uh, last week we talked about uh, identifying and, and examining our anxiety, trying to figure out our trigger points, what makes us trigger, uh, to be anxious and kind of knowing that really well so that we can actually deal with our anxiety. And uh, today we are going to talk about coping with anxiety. And when we talk about coping, there are another a number of different mechanisms that we can use to cope with anxiety. And uh, not just anxiety, but all forms of emotional stress, uh, whether that's sadness or uh, you know betrayal or struggling through with even uh, chronic pain and, and different things like uh, sadness that uh, leads us into these places of depression. You know, all of this stuff can uh, bring us down to the place where we can hardly function. And our world today calls that mental health struggles. So these are real things and real people do struggle with these things and uh, they need help. And for some of us, we need to go to counselors. Some of us need to be on medication and uh, all of it is stressful on our lives. And so this is why we're talking about this particular topic of uh, anxiety today. So getting back to coping, because this is what we're here to talk about today. There are healthy ways to cope and there are unhealthy ways to cope and this goes with everything you've got stress in your life you've got depression in your life you've got chronic pain in your life you've got anxiety in your life if you've got grief in your life there are healthy coping mechanisms for all of those things and then there are unhealthy coping mechanisms and let's uh, let's talk about I'm going to talk about the unhealthy coping mechanisms first and you may disagree with me <laughs> about these unhealthy coping mechanisms so in a general very broad way uh, some very unhealthy coping mechanism isms are substance abuse now substance abuse uh, can take many different forms and it can even be good on the outside. Um, so substance abuse would be things like alcohol, drugs, whether prescription 
legal, illegal, um, food. Food can be an unhealthy coping mechanism in places where we have anxiety, um, where we get involved in to things like um, obesity, um, binge eating, um, struggles with our appearance that result from some of these things really uh, can can really affect us too. So there are abuses of substances and these substances can be all kinds of things because there are all kinds of things, smoking for example, actually um, calms our nerves and smoking marijuana calms our nerves. Uh, for some people having a glass of wine at the end of the day calms their nerves, takes away their stress and all of these things. And so uh, some of these coping mechanisms that are out there um, are okay if they're used in moderation. And we could even say that exercise by most people would be considered a good coping mechanism for some of these things. But all of these things taken to the extreme, even exercise, definitely food, substance abuse in terms of alcohol and, and uh, drugs, prescription drugs, all of those things taken to the extreme become incredibly unhealthy. And uh, what I think is probably the best and what most doctors and psychologists and spiritual advisors like myself who work with people that need help in these areas uh, would talk about a, a complete plan for coping with these things that involve uh, physical health, that involves mental health, and it involves spiritual health. And a lot of doctors today are recognizing the benefits of, a, of this uh, holistic approach to finding healing from mental illness and also the stresses and anxieties of life and the differences. So all of us should be aware of what coping mechanisms are unhealthy for us and what coping mechanisms are healthy for us. And uh, I could spend a lot of time talking about which ones are the best, uh, which ones show the best research, and maybe I should do that in, in a future one, um, where we see the research that has been done, what brings the greatest amount of benefit with these coping skills uh, to individuals. And uh, there's a lot of evidence out there that actually faith-based coping skills are some of the best coping skills that, uh, that the general population has access to. So um, we're going to talk about some of these things today. And so uh, the first coping skill, and, and again, we, we're talking about, you know, things that are in the scriptures and you might be even surprised that some of this stuff uh, is in the scriptures. So the first sort of category is that I want to to mention is physical coping skills. Okay, so physical coping skills. So what are physical coping skills? Well, the first one is just breathing, and that's pretty basic. I know when people are hyperventilating, uh, they just need to slow down and, and and take a breath, and that's actually a coping mechanism for anxiety. Um, exercise is actually another coping mechanism for not only uh, 
anxiety, but all forms of mental health struggles. Even uh, chronic pain can be uh, reduced by uh, getting some exercise because you're keeping the blood flowing to those different areas and keeping it healthy and parts of your body that might be suffering from joint pain. So the first way of coping is this uh, physical side of coping. The, the next coping skill I want to talk about is this spiritual coping skill of prayer. And when you look at the research, when you look at uh, the scriptures, the Bible, and this actually goes across many different religions, is that people that spend time in prayer daily, monthly, weekly, actually have a uh, better handle of all of the stresses of life. And uh, the Bible actually tells us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, to actually uh, pray when we feel anxious. And so let me just uh, take a minute and I'll read this passage of Scripture. And it just, it just says this. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Like this is a, this is a it, it says if you're going to be anxious, then pray and bring all of these requests, all of these problems, all of these things that are going on in your life and give them to God and God will take care of those things. And this is actually a huge coping mechanism for people of faith uh, to practice and those that uh, would say uh, maybe their faith is a little weak. Uh, just actually praying and asking God to come and uh, take care of a situation that you find yourself in um, will be very relaxing. Um, now, that may not work for you. Uh, you may not find that that just brings enough satisfaction, but that's actually one of the biggest things that we can do is to reach out to God uh, through times that we are in, in these places. And so, uh, yes, there are physical things that we can do, but there are also... Uh, spiritual things that we can do. Um, the the other spiritual thing that we can do is actually seek the kingdom of God, and that is a huge topic in and of itself, and it needs to really be one of the foremost things that we do when we are feeling anxious, when we are uh, looking for a way out in the midst of whatever difficulty we are in. And even if we're in a difficult situation where we want to uh, maybe commit suicide and, and have suicidal, suicidal thoughts, that these are places where we actually need to stop and seek God and really uh, search out and find everything we can about God and what God uh, can do in our situation. So over in uh, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is teaching his disciples, and this is probably one of the biggest places in the Bible where it talks about worry and anxiety and fear. And there's a whole section here. And what, what is so great about this is that Jesus, as he's talking about anxiety and fear and worry and all this, he doesn't condemn people for it. He's actually trying to help them. And a lot of times, maybe it comes across, oh, you know, just suck it up and you shouldn't be like this. It gets expressed to people. And that's that's not at all the, the posture of the scriptures. The posture of the scriptures is actually helping people cope with 
whatever struggle they're going through. And uh, we're going to take some time uh, where Jesus does some teaching on this whole subject of anxiety so that we can actually understand what it entails to uh, overcome anxiety and to actually cope with the anxiety that we have. So Jesus says this in, in Matthew 6, 25. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? And why are you anxious about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed, not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your Heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Suffice, for the day is its own trouble. So there's a whole pile of stuff in here that Jesus is saying to us. Number one, today is enough. You know, part of anxiety is putting the pressures of tomorrow onto today. And one of the things that we can do to actually cope with our stress is just focus on our day-to-day -day things. I know my grandma used to say, you know, uh, just taking one day at a time. And maybe you've heard that. Maybe your grandparents or maybe people around you have said that but that you know just taking one day at a time is actually a coping mechanism for anxiety and stress and we and we just see this here the other thing too is the world around us has trouble <laughs> there's enough trouble today to worry about that don't worry about the trouble don't borrow trouble from tomorrow and put it on today and uh, our whole world has trouble and that's just part of life uh, to have trouble and 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 difficulty in life. And so we just need to realize that we just need to stay focused on our day. And this is a, a coping mechanism to and how we think and how we behave. The other thing is, is there's a huge aspect of faith here. Because there's this connection here between faith and trusting God. And as we trust God, we don't need to be anxious about what he says. But at the same time, we need to replace these anxious feelings with doing something because if you're feeling anxious, you're probably feeling unproductive, that you're not getting anything done. And so what you need to do is actually do something. And Jesus says, okay, so this is what you need to do. Don't be anxious, but focus on seeking God's kingdom. And as we put off these feelings of anxiety and put on seeking God's kingdom, we actually see a huge change in our temperament and our ability. Now you might say, well, I can't seek God's kingdom all the time. No, you can't. You can't be busy doing all of that. If you're eating, you gotta focus on eating. If you're doing exercise, you gotta focus. But the point is that this is all encompassing. 
So when we talk about all of these coping skills, we're talking about physical coping skills. We're talking about uh, spiritual coping skills. We're talking about a way of thinking in terms of coping skills, how I think about the world around me, how I uh, use faith in the aspect of, the, of my life to counteract these struggles and these anxieties that I'm having. And for some of us, this just needs to happen on a daily routine. Like it's just this daily routine that's happening in this world that I live in. And what is so encouraging about this, God actually says, I know you need all these things that you're worried about. <laughs> you mean there's somebody else out there that's concerned about my well-being? Yes, and his name is Jesus God. And God does care about us and all of our problems that we go through, our, our food, our clothing, our shelter, all of those things that just seem kind of basic, our jobs, our kids, our, like all of the aspects of our life. Um, you know, even the responsibilities that we have in the context of uh, extracurricular activities in the community. Like God cares all about that stuff. And he knows that you need help with those things. And so ask him. You know, and it comes back to this whole place of prayer. You know, if if God promises to give us wisdom, then we should ask him for it. If we don't know what to do, then ask him for it. And yes, uh, faith in the midst of all of this becomes incredibly important for our ability to cope. Now, there's this other thing that we just kind of got to deal with because sometimes it's our own stupidity that causes us to be anxious. And I'll give you an, an illustration. I know I've got a test coming up, but I don't want to study, so I don't study. And then I am about to go to the test, and I'm incredibly anxious. Well, that's just our own stupidity that leads us to this place of feeling anxious. And in that place, we just have to stop doing those things. So a change in behavior can be a coping mechanism for the anxiety that we're actually going through. So first we've got these, uh, you know, these physical things, we've got these spiritual things that we can do to cope with anxiety. But, but now we're talking about changing our behavior, which is doing something different from what I've done before. Now there's a great passage in the Bible that actually speaks to this. And I, and I just think that it's, and so important, and but it's pretty strong language. So hopefully you're not too offended, but sometimes I think it's just saying stop it, uh, it, it is a good piece of advice. So let's, let's turn over to this passage of scripture in Psalm 127. And in Psalm 127, it, it just, it says it so bluntly, it, but it also says it, so plainly and sometimes we need these things to be said to us bluntly and plainly so in psalm 127 verse 2 it says it is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest eating the bread of anxious toil for he gives to his beloved sleep now the context of this is you've got this person who is so anxious about the things of the day. They're so busy doing the things of this world, rising up early, going to bed late, trying to get everything done, um, just not being able to sleep. Um, 
as it says, eating the bread of anxious toil. And sometimes there's anxiety in busyness. And what it actually says here, it says it's vain to do this. Vain is a word we don't actually, you don't hear people saying, well, that's just vain, that's just vain, that's just, you know. The word vain actually means silly or stupid, foolish. And as we sort of unpack this, there are some things that we're doing that are just stupid. Like the example I gave a few minutes ago where you know you have a test coming, but you don't do anything about it. Well, that's, that's your responsibility. That's your responsibility to do that. You know, like there are circumstances that come along where we lose our job and we can't pay for our mortgage or our rent or things like that. And so those are stresses that maybe we didn't have a plan for, but maybe it would be wise to have a plan for those things, to have like an emergency fund and things like that. You see, sometimes a lot of our anxiety is actually brought upon by our own stupidity, our behavior that is just not good. And we, we have a hard time admitting that too. You know, it's like, well, I guess I shouldn't have stayed up last night and got into that whatever. You know, just being smart and wise about your life and sometimes be the most calming thing to do. Now you might say, you're sitting there listening to this and saying, well, nobody's ever told me how to deal with this situation. And I'm anxious about it. Then go find someone. The internet, YouTube, you know, ask a, someone you know or someone you respect and maybe they will be actually able to tell you how to deal with this. And hopefully uh, there is all kinds of information out there today that will point you in the right direction so that you can actually have a healthy coping mechanism to anxiety, to stress, to sadness, to depression, to grief, to um, suicidal thoughts, to you know chronic pain and all of these things that are out there that we struggle with in our world. And part of dealing with these things is just not being vain about it and actually uh, bringing some wisdom to bear in the whole situation. Here's another way of coping uh, with uh, your anxiety is just deal with it. A lot of times when we get feeling fear, we have these natural fear responses. And maybe you've heard this before, you're, you, you go automatically into a fight response, Another response is that you freeze, you just kind of freeze up. Another response is that you, you run, you flee. And those are sort of natural responses that different personality types have when we get anxious and we do different things. Um, I want to suggest that in those places, we add another, another coping mechanism, which is actually to face the fear. So if you've recognized that you're struggling with anxiety, you've identified your triggers, 
you've examined those triggers and you kind of have a good understanding of how they work. And now you're working through coping them. That's actually facing it. And as we cope with our anxiety or our stress and all that kind of stuff, that is facing it. It's not running from it. It's not fighting it, saying it doesn't happen, ignoring it, or freezing up by just not doing anything about it. Um, and that's incredibly important in this whole thing. And I know this takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of encouragement. And sometimes we need people around us encouraging us to actually do this. So I just want to say that if you are even watching this today and you're gaining something from it, you are facing your anxiety, you're facing your fears, and good job, good for you, good for you, because you're actually coping with these feelings and with this whole situation. So don't let that, don't minimize that in any way, because uh, a lot of times people just ignore their anxiety and stress and uh, other things that are going on in their life, and, and they don't do anything about it. But as long as you're in the race, as long as you are digging in and trying to identify things and trying to cope with it and, and learning about new coping mechanisms, and maybe you have to try a whole bunch of coping mechanisms till you get the right one. Uh, maybe you've been doing some unhealthy uh, coping mechanisms and you need help uh, changing from one coping mechanism that doesn't seem to be working, that seems to drag you down even further, to something else that is a much better coping mechanism. So uh, let's, let's make a commitment. And today is a great day to make commitments because we're talking about coping with anxiety, coping with these things, is that you are going to choose to cope with whatever it is that you're struggling with. So this last uh, coping mechanism that I would like to take some time and talk about is just this idea of reaching out to God. And we've been talking today about a number of different coping mechanisms, whether it's, you know, these physical things that we're doing, these spiritual things that we're doing, like prayer, um, using our faith in the midst of this, or just stopping doing stupid things, changing our behavior. Um, God is a huge piece of coping with this. Uh, God promises I believe in God, and, and there's a number of people that believe in God. Maybe you believe in God, too, as you're watching this. Um, but God actually does something when we are feeling anxious. And we've mentioned this a few times, This is because this is kind of like my go-to passage to encourage people. When we've prayed, when we've sought God's kingdom, when we've asked God for wisdom, God actually has something to say to us. And that's found over in uh, Isaiah chapter 35, verse 4. And you should have that underlined. If you know have a Bible, you should just underline that and circle it and, and go back to it as many times as possible because it actually is incredibly... Uh, just to overcome, it helps us overcome uh, whatever kind of uh, situation that we find ourselves in when we're anxious. And it, it just says this, say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance and with recompense. He will come 
and save you. Like, this is, when you, when you and I are in this place of anxiety, what we really need to realize is there is someone out there, God himself, who actually wants to come and protect you and rescue you. And that is a huge piece of coping. And trusting God that he will come and deliver you and you being faithful in the midst of whatever situation you find yourself in. You know, know that God is going to come and deliver you in the midst of this anxiety. And God is saying, it's okay to be anxious because I know there are times when you need to be rescued. I know that you need food. I know that you need shelter. And yeah, you could be anxious, but I know your life is troubling. But you know what? I am there. That's what God is saying. I am here to deliver you from this anxiety that you actually have. Now, you may say to me, well, God hasn't delivered me of my anxiety. I still am anxious. Well, you just might have a, an anxious temperament to begin with. And uh, some of us are more anxious than others. Um, but the point, the point here is that as we live our life, doing the things that the scriptures teach us to do, what God himself, who's created us, who's created the world around us, uh, knowing that it, there is trouble in the world, that there is suffering, that there is pain in this world, that there is grief, that there is joy in the midst of our world, he can actually help us get through all of this. And that's why the biggest thing that we have to do in the midst of our coping is actually turn to God, who has the answers to all of the problems of life. So if you're listening to this and you're struggling and working through coping with anxiety, try and put some of these practices into place where you are, you know, exercising, as it actually says in the scriptures, you know, taking time to care for yourself by being alone and, and doing solitude, doing things that recharge your batteries. Um, you know, eating well is also part of this whole physical side of things. Um, have this spiritual component of prayer that's in your life. Uh, look at your life and go, am I contributing to my anxiety by doing stupid things? Am I being vain about how I'm uh, handling this situation? And am I taking all of these things to God? Or am I trying to cope by self-medicating uh, with substance abuse? Am I not really getting the help and the encouragement, the support I need? Uh, because sometimes we do need that help and support in this journey uh, to get free from things like depression and anxiety and suicide and the list goes on and on and on. Grief would be another one and sometimes we just need help. So I want you to know that as a church, we are here to help, and myself as a pastor who has a degree in some of these things, would be glad to help you and kind of point you in the right direction, but also to be a part of a team of people that work with you to help you get into a better place. Um, one of the things that's so encouraging is when we can come alongside other people that are maybe struggling with some of the same things that we've struggled with and help them. And then all of a sudden, the struggles that we have had, the, the anxiety or the depression that we've gone through, all of a sudden brings meaning to that because if we hadn't gone through this, we wouldn't have learned the things that we've learned. 
And now we're able to help others with what we have learned. And this is a beautiful thing about how God works. So all of this brings meaning to these things. So hopefully you've been encouraged today. Hopefully you've picked up maybe some new and different ideas about how to cope. Maybe this is like, you know what? I have struggled with these things and I've tried all of these things, but it's not working. If that's you, I want you to personally, privately reach out to me and tell me that uh, because I would love to have a discussion with you and just help you through this process on a one-on-one this is really kind of like a group thing, but there's probably some things that would be specific to you that uh, I could help you directly with. So know that you're loved by those of us here at Pinewoods and uh, keep pressing on, trusting God through all of this. He's still on the throne. He has not abandoned this world at all, and he is coming back again. So let me just do a quick little prayer. And uh, then uh, I'll be going. If you've got any questions or anything at any time, just put them on the screen and we'll answer them as best we can. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you promise to uh, be real to us, that you are close to us. And Lord, that you would just uh, help each of us as we try and cope with the anxieties of this world. Lord, we give our lives to you. We trust you. We put our faith in you today. And uh, Lord, we just pray in these places where we are struggling and we are anxious about things, that you would actually come and deliver us from the situation that we are anxious about. And uh, Lord, help us to trust you with our, our housing, our jobs, our families, all of those things. And uh, thank you, Lord, that you promised to do all of this. So we give you the praise, we give you the glory, and we thank you for this day. And we pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Great to be together. Catch you again. We hope you've enjoyed Coffee and Conversations with Chris. If you'd like to support this program, please visit pinewoodschapel.com give. See you next time.